Welcome to the Raz Blitz Podcast. I am your host, Matt Bowie, and joining me today, as always, is my partner in crime, Zach Robinson. Zach, how was the evacuation? How was Atlanta? It was absolutely fantastic, and it sounds crazy because, you know, we shouldn't have had a good time in Atlanta, right? Like, we should have been focused on the hurricane and... But no, it, no, we had a lot of fun. Um, my brother and my father and myself went to uh, a Georgia Tech game with my cousin, who is, you know, who's from the Miami area, and we also went to an Atlanta Braves game. And the crazy thing is, um, is that both games, if you showed your Florida's light, if you showed your Florida license, um, you you got free tickets. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, really. Absolutely fantastic PR move by um, both the Yellow Jackets and the Braves. And, no, it was good, and I am back now in uh, Tampa Bay ready to uh, – I might be going to uh, Chicago versus the Bucks Sunday. Nice. Uh, that'd be you this week, and then next week me and the wife are going to the Buccaneers and Vikings in Minnesota. I'm that really excited. Really excited to see the new stadium. Uh, we have really good seats. I paid uh, – arm and a leg for him, but I only see the bucks ever so often. So it'll be oh, worth yeah. it. But you did mention that, uh, you shouldn't have been having fun in Atlanta, but I mean, really, what can you do? I mean, everything's out of your control. So just, uh, all you can do is kind of look at it as a, as a vacation a little bit, yeah. but I'm glad you had a good time. Um, I didn't have a good time on Sunday. That, uh, slate was <laughs> boring as fuck. Yeah, um, it was, it was, it was pretty brutal. Yeah, uh, really the only good game for fantasy purposes, I thought, was uh, the Detroit Lions and the Arizona Cardinals. That's just because of uh, Galladay, your boy. My boy Galladay. I guess the Redskins and uh, Eagles had a lot of fantasy points, too, and your boy Nelson Aguilar uh, showed up a little bit. So uh, without further ado, we can just go ahead and go right into the the week two slate unless you had any thoughts about week one. No, I mean, I would just like to give a brief shout out to the Razzball projections, absolutely crushing it in week one. The only source in the inter- on the internet that I personally read and listened to that uh, was high on Matthew Stafford and like I... I didn't hear anything good about Stafford pretty much anywhere that I read and that I paid attention to, except for uh, one Rudy Gamble who had yeah. Stafford up really high. Um, and it he finished as was it Hammer Wentz that had the best week one performance? No, it was it was Stafford. He had four touchdowns. Gotcha. Yeah. No. Yeah. Just big. And again, it's the tools are absolutely fantastic. Like, yeah, seriously, absolutely. subscribe, guys, because I, I and I put this in my rankings post. I have a big feeling that I'm that Stafford isn't going to be the only correct prediction this year. Right. And you can uh, check it out for seven days for free before committing for the full season. But uh, once you see what you can do with uh, with the tools, uh, whether it's DFS or Roto, I think uh, you'll really enjoy them. So please do check them out. Uh Check out our own uh, homeboy Rudy. I mean, we're we're all uh, we're an independent website. We're a blog, so uh, help us out where you can, and uh, we'll try and help you win some leagues. So 
let's get into the Texans versus the Bengals. I have Joe Mixon ranked as my 29th running back this week. Uh, so at bottom and uh, RB2. Um, Lamar Miller's right in the middle. Or no, I'm sorry, that'd be a bottom end flex in 10 team leagues, about a mid mid tier flex in uh, 12 team leagues. Uh, Lamar Miller, about a high end RB2. Um, didn't really rank Deshaun Watson that high. Uh, it's his first start, obviously. Uh, what do you feel about Nook? What do you What do you feel about all the guys this week in uh, the Thursday night game? Nook. Yeah, it's. I thought it was Duke. You, I call him Nook. <laughs> um, <laughs> I pronounce things my own way, man. I'm from no, the Midwest. Yeah, no, that's all right, man. That's all right. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I like. Uh, well, actually, yeah, no, I like DeAndre Hopkins. I'm sorry. The wide receiver that I'm a little bit concerned about is A.J. Green. Um, Why is that? I, I just think that this defense didn't really show up last game at all, um, but their secondary is still, on paper at least, a really good one. And Andy Dalton was god-awful last week, and I'm not really sure if he can – turn it around that quickly against a far better defense than Baltimore. So you do think the Houston Texans defense is far better. I mean, uh, was yeah. uh, I don't know, man, they showed out this week. And I think the addition of Tony Jefferson, uh, really solidified everything that they're trying to do in Baltimore. I really see them as a playoff team riding on the coattail of their defense. Like, but um, after one week though, don't you think that's a little bit of a, overreaction to just no like, no i like i like baltimore i've liked baltimore this season okay yeah i've it, often said that okay no, yeah i really haven't <laughs> um i mean and for the rest of this game yeah um you're giving the look to joe mixon um you're not benching i, I should probably say that you're not going to bench aj green but I, i'm just a little bit concerned about him um and then on the houston side of things i like hopkins I'm probably not going to start Deshaun Watson in any league unless it's mm-hmm. a really deep league that you need a quarterback. Um, and then I really don't mind Lamar Miller, especially because um, Terrence West did quite well against this defense last week. Right, right. And, I mean, again, Miller isn't the greatest running back, and he isn't a running back that you can feel that confident about week in and week out, but the production will be there, or at least the volume will be there, and I think the production will follow yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Um, I did want to ask you about one player who uh, was kind of silent last week, actually was very silent, and that's a top-tier tight end uh, when he is healthy, Tyler Eifert. Uh, where do you see Tyler Eifert going forward? I think he's a top-10 tight end rest of season. I just think, again, I'm not expecting Andy Dalton to throw four interceptions every single week. Um, this offense will bounce back. Um they they're just too talented not to. Um, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of how I feel about Joe Mixon um, and kind of like the Cincinnati Bengals as a whole. Um, but yeah, I think they'll get it together. I think they'll score some points this week. Uh, they are at home, which helps quite a bit. Uh, but we can move on to the Sunday slate. Uh, first off, we have our Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Chicago Bears. So. Okay, we have Tariq Cohen and Jordan Howard competing for touches. It's it's a weird thing to say. Uh, do, 
I'm I think that Jordan Howard's fine. I think he's a solid uh, number one running back for the Chicago Bears. I think he'll get 20 to 25 touches. And I think the Kevin White injury actually helps him so they can find different ways to use Tariq Cohen so they can both kind of be on the field at the same time. What do you think about that situation? No, I I completely agree with you. I would like to see one more week of what we saw last week with Cohen and Howard both being productive um, before we start to then say, okay, Cohen is definitely a flex consideration each and every week, especially in PPR leagues. Whereas Jordan, you can say for Jordan Howard, you can definitely say he'll, he'll definitely be the primary downs back. Um, but yeah, no, I think, no, I th- I'm, I'm totally on your side. I think Howard and Cohen should definitely be um, productive. But again, this is all just based on one week. So it really could change. But as mm-hmm. of now, yeah, I, I like both backs. Well, I think, it's not an overreaction to assume that Tariq Cohen is going to be a part of this offense because they're in dire need of playmakers. And so he's at, actually, I believe he's going to get the opportunity uh, going forward as well. And I uh, put it in my Monday post that I think that like I'm repeating myself, but I think they're both going to be productive in that offense. Um, that offense obviously doesn't have a very high ceiling, but I think they are um, both going to be a big part of it, whatever it ends up being. So on the Buccaneers side of the ball, um, what do you think of Jameis this week against the Bears? Matt Ryan had an okay day, but it wasn't like a big day. But the Buccaneers are at home as opposed to the Falcons being on the road. Uh, so what do you think of the Buccaneers' offense? No, I think Jameis is a top-10 quarterback easily this week. Yeah, um, I have him ranked number 8, I believe. I think I have him in that range, either 7 or 8. I'd have to double-check. But yep. no, I think he'll definitely be productive. I, I expected more out of Ryan, frankly. I, I want to see the status <laughs> of um, Prince Amukamara. Um if he plays or not, if he doesn't, that's even better news for Evans and yeah. um, Winston. I don't mind Deshaun Jackson as kind of like a you know, like a high upside flex option, um, especially because we did see and uh, it could change again because we are talking about two different teams. But Taylor Gabriel was productive throughout the game, and I just think that defense or at least the secondary is bad enough in Chicago where both Jackson and uh, Evans should be productive. I'm not ready to give the green light on guys like Adam Humphreys and OJ Howard and Cameron Brait. I I want to see at least a couple weeks of defined roles before I say, okay, you can definitely start OJ Howard. Um, Again, he's a talented tight end, but – I'm, I'm just not confident yet to start that. I don't think O.J. Howard is going to be a useful tight end this year. Um, really? I think he's going to be a part of their offensive line that struggles quite a bit. Uh, I think he's going to get targets, but it's not going to be more than three or four a game. I think he's going to be eased into the pass-catching role on the Buccaneers because they – they already have Cameron Brait, and he's a red zone monster, as we saw last year. Um, Jameis really trusts him, and I think the Buccaneers want to use O.J. Howard where they need him this year. 
and I don't think they're going to rush him along uh, to be the next Rob Gronkowski uh, or whoever his comparison is, really. I mean, Travis Kelsey, what have you. So, yeah, like I do. I don't have any shares of O.J. Howard as much as I was excited about the draft pick. I just don't think I think he's more of a football player than a fantasy football player this season. Yeah, we also forgot to uh, talk about one crucial aspect of this game. What's that? Mike Glennon's return to Tampa Bay. Oh, so crucial. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of bad blood there. Oh, my God, terrible. No, <laughs> does he not look like a giraffe? And I'm sure he's an absolutely amazing human being, but I can't not look at him and just giggle. Our boss said that he looks like a uh, G.I. Joe figure that was melted in the microwave. Jay. Oh, so that. That's great. You <laughs> know, he... Yeah, no, Jay is definitely one with words. No, but Glennon's, like, again, I don't want to attack his character. He just, he looks just, he's just very goofy looking. But I'm sure he's a great human being. Could be. Might be an asshole. Who knows? Um, All right, Panthers and Bills. Uh, Cam Newton didn't look that great last week. But I think it was more of shaking the rust off. Um, Christian McCaffrey got 18 touches. Didn't do much with them. Fumbled once. Um had a couple of nice receptions, got like 10 or 12 yards on one of them. Uh, the Bills, on the other hand, Zay Jones, one catch for 21 yards. Tyrod Taylor had a couple of touchdowns. To your, one was to your boy, Charles Clay, the other to Andre Holmes. Ooh. Yeah, uh, LaShawn McCoy looked great. He uh, had over 100 yards rushing, um, was very productive in the pass catching game too. So who do you like this week? We are in Carolina. so. Yeah, no, I think you're starting the same guys you looked at last week. I think Charles Clay is definitely another star. And again, I didn't really talk about him a whole lot, um, except I think just in our conversations uh, between us two. But So why, why don't you have your moment here? Sure. Um, because you were uh, really high on him before people um, kind of jumped on the bandwagon this week. So, so why don't you have the floor and tell us what you like about him going forward this year? Sure. So Clay, there's two reasons why I really like Charles Clay. One is because he is legitimately their only red zone option in Buffalo, right? And then the second option, again, and this isn't like advanced, you know, statistics and Oh, reasoning. no, we're not here for that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he's just – he's the only really receiver that Tyrod has besides LaShawn McCoy out of the backfield that he kind of has the chemistry with, that he has the relationship right like zay jones again really amazing rookie but only one catch last week jordan Mm -hmm. matthews is a a very you know serviceable nfl wide receiver but may not be on the same page yet and and the key is yet i definitely by the end of the year i'm i'm certain that matthews and taylor will have their chemistry but as of now either of those guys like they can sit on my bench for a while but yeah it it will eventually yeah it will eventually (laughs) their taylor's relationship with jones and matthews will definitely blossom but not yet and right now charles clay is that receiver for tyrod and again really productive in the red zone as we saw with that touchdown last week and then again aside from really the top 10 tight ends the like the usual names it, it's such a crapshoot mm-hmm. yeah it, it really is like i like like for example i really like fleener the, these first few weeks but once willie sneed hops back into the picture i'm not really confident that i can say he'll be a productive 
um, you know, tight end. I like Eric Ebron, but he's very risky. And Jack Doyle is a ghost without luck, you know? Right. It's same with T.Y. Hilton. Exactly. Uh, oh, well, we were just talking about tight ends right there, but I just wanted to. <laughs> I had T.Y. Hilton starting in one of my, in a 16-team league, and it was, oh, it was so rough. I just didn't have any other options. Yeah, I had but to start I, Ebron last week, too. I made a trade in that league this week that allows me to uh, put him on the bench until Andrew Luck comes back, so I'm pretty happy about that. And I'll, I'll just try and uh, stay 500 until I get T.Y. back. Cool. So uh, the Vikings and Steelers, we are in uh, Steeler, Steeler country. Uh, Le'Veon Bell didn't have the greatest week last week. Antonio Brown obviously did because he's the best receiver in the game, bar none. Uh, we have Stefan Diggs coming off of a very hot Monday night where he had two touchdowns. Uh, <laughs> Jesse James had two touchdowns last week for the Steelers. Dalvin Cook looked pretty, pretty good in his, in his debut. So, uh, oh, one more thing I wanted to add before I ask you your thoughts on this game. So... When we were doing our fantasy pros rankings, um, I usually start by I start with the default expert rankings and then I, I move them around the way that I want them to move to move around. It's just easier for me to not have to like click and drag all the names back in there, you know. It's just I can move them around. So I saw that the experts had Julio Jones over Antonio Brown. No, I realized that uh, Antonio Brown's gonna be lined up against Xavier Rhodes. But it still makes no sense to me having Antonio Brown not be the number one receiver every week. What do you think? No, I I kind of agree with that. I I, I understand where you're coming from, but at the same time, he's Jones will be facing. Like he he's completely matchup proof. Yeah. If he has Ben Roethlisberger, I mean, he wasn't. He didn't light the world on fire against Cleveland, though. Uh, he had 11 catches for 180 yards. Never mind. I take back what I said. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, but I I just think the the ceiling is higher in Jones's case than than this, Antonio Brown's. I just feel more comfortable putting Antonio Brown as my well, default you're number one every week. Starting both of them every single week. Yeah. It's it's one versus two. You know. So. No, I get it. I just I just thought that was uh, that was interesting. Uh, so what who, What do you think – do you think Le'Veon Bell has a nice bounce back this week? It is a tough defensive line. Well, I think they're definitely worse in the secondary than they are up front. I, I think they're 100 percent correct. So I really would expect um, Brown to have a fantastic game because he is, as you said, matchup proof. Um, and then I think Martavis Bryant, this is the game where he comes out full force. Um and again, you're never benching Le'Veon Bell, but it's definitely a tough matchup. Yeah, yeah, it is. So there's five Pro Bowlers last, from last year on the Vikings defense. Like it's it's no cakewalk for anyone, um, which makes me kind of bummed out that I'll be uh, there next week when the Bucks can't put up ten points against them. It's, it's gonna suck. <laughs> no, the, and then. On the Minnesota side against Pittsburgh, you're starting Dalvin Cook. You're starting um, Diggs. Mm-hmm. I don't mind. Um, I'm I'm Sam Bradford. Oh right, right. And I, what do you think about Adam, Adam Thielen? Thielen? You're starting him, right? Uh, well, he's a flex I think option. 
as far as drafts, like, I feel like you can get him as like your number four wide receiver. So like, no, I'm not starting him. I'm not, not, not even as a flex option. I mean, he's an option if I'm weak at wide receiver, but like, I hope that you have better wide receivers, I guess in, in deep leagues as a wide receiver three, like I have no problem slotting him in. I mean, he's a very solid producer, but I mean, I don't mind. He's, feeling he's not, week. I know I, I absolutely don't mind him. I just hope that you got better receivers than Adam Thielen. And if you didn't, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean to insult you, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. So what do you think of Martavis Bryant this week? He only had two catches last week for like uh, 14 yards, I believe. Um, no, I, I expect this is, I expect this to be the week where Martavis Bryant comes out in full force. Yeah. Yeah. Especially he, because if the matchup is Antonio versus Xavier Rhodes, then Martavis should get Trey Waynes, who is Mm -hmm. not good. He's not terrible, but he's not on the same level as Rhodes. And Bryant is just such a talented receiver when he's been on the field with Bell and Bryant and Roethlisberger. I love him this week as a flex option or even as a wide receiver too. I'm, I'm very high on him this week. Okay, cool. Um, so the Cardinals Colts, uh, we will skip talking about the Colts because you can, yeah. I, I mean, you're not starting Marlon Mack yet. He's not on the field enough. Um, you know, who's uh, surprisingly high on Marlon Mack. That, uh, he who shall not be spoken. No, <laughs> no, I'm talking about for this week. Um, Rudy, Matthew Barry. Oh, Rudy is. Yeah. The projections, I looked at it and I, 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 I yeah, I had to take a second look. I was like, wow. Marlon Mack is up there. And when I say up there, I mean 40, 30. That's fair. I mean, I can see that. Yeah. But I mean, all I'm saying is that he was higher in the projections than Gore. Okay. Which is interesting. Just something to keep in mind and for us to talk about next week about how Marlon Mack puts up five touchdowns and none of us really knew it except for Rudy. Well, shit, color me wrong then. Um, <laughs> so on the Cardinals side of the ball, uh, how do you think this uh, running back situation is going to shake out? So I am not happy about this backfield. I really wish there was some sort of clear, defined backup for uh, DJ. There's not, it's it's going to be a fucking mess. It's going to be a very messy RBBC. For this week, it's Kerwin Williams mm-hmm. moving forward. Who knows? It could be um, Chris Johnson. It could be DJ Foster that they just picked up off of waivers. It could be – shoot, man. It could be J.J. Nelson on end arounds. Like we, we just don't know. I like J.J. Nelson going forward. He's scored yeah. touchdowns in five out of his last six games dating back to last year. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm expecting a bounce back game from this entire Arizona offense and something to keep it, in mind. If, we don't really talk about it a lot, but if we're talking about recency bias in daily fantasy, I would not expect a lot of people to be on Arizona after that complete stinker of a performance um, by Palmer. And I like, again, we talked about this privately about um, Larry Fitzgerald in standard mm-hmm. leagues. He didn't do anything. Um, and PPR, sure, and he'll always be a PPR monster. Seven points in standard isn't going to kill you. It's not going to kill you, but against Detroit, against, you know, in the slot, against They have their... a really good front seven. 
Yeah, but when we're talking about their secondary, though, definitely not. You can see that how bad Carson Palmer was was absolutely terrible. And I, I'm going to give him another chance. A lot of it was pressure, and a lot of it was misreads and whatnot, which could be a result of pressure. You know. Yeah, and Um, again, I, I, all I'm gonna say is that. I'm I'm high. I'm not really high, but I'm willing to give Palmer and Fitzgerald and this offense another chance because oh, yeah, I, honestly, I if it was disappointing to see Palmer play so poorly against Detroit, if he can't do it against Detroit or um, I'm sorry, Indianapolis, the the defense that made Jared Goff look like a star and Goff is a star is a star, but they made Goff. Oh, okay. Very good. Jared Goff, the star, huh? No, I, he's the number one draft pick. He's not terrible. No, he's not terrible. I, I, all I'm saying is that I'm expecting big things from this offense against Indianapolis, and this defense is probably one of the best um, streaming options. It just normal starts of the week. Right. So the Patriots, Saints. Uh, do you think it's going to be a bounce back week from Tom Brady? Oh, I'll, get, I'll, yes. give, I'll give you the floor on the Patriots. How do you think this game is going to go? That game against Kansas City was a gut punch. And, and the reason why it was a gut punch wasn't because we lost. It's because we lost on the opener when the whole thing was about Goodell, right? Yep, he showed up. We, you, There's no way you lose your home opener when Goodell comes. And it's the whole thing about, you know, where is Roger and Barstool's going to print out banners and we're going to wear the clown face shirts and, you know, F Goodell, you know, Brady all the way, Mr. Kraft all the way, Belichick all the way there. It's just, if you saw, I love the, I think there was a photo on Twitter during the game where it was a photo of Brady looking pissed off on the bench. And it was, the caption was, this is the scariest thing to see. The Pats are running the table. Um, yeah, right. But in in all reality, I'll I'll hop off my uh my uh Patriots fandom. Um, this defense was lit up by Sam Bradford. Imagine what Brady's going to do to it. I hate Alex Smith. No, I'm saying the New Orleans oh, defense right, right. was uh absolutely sense, torn apart by Bradford. So when Brady no, gets I, his I hands on it. it, yeah, I, I'm expecting you know you're starting Brandon Cooks. You're starting Chris Hogan again. Mm-hmm. Didn't really do well against the Chiefs, but I, I'm expecting about. He did back have four targets of uh, 15 plus yards, so that's definitely a good thing to see if you are a Chris Hogan owner. Yeah, and then again, I don't mind Gillisley. It, it's very fluky that he yeah, only put yeah. up like 20 yards, but had the what four touchdowns, three touchdowns. It's Legarrette Blunt. I mean, but again, it could change week to week just based yeah, off of what yeah. Belichick's feeling. But you right. are starting him. There's no way you're benching Gillisley. Yeah, you didn't have to worry about that last year so much. I mean, uh, last year was the first year in quite a few years that the Patriots actually had defined roles for their for their running yeah. backs as uh, James White is a pass catcher. And, and, um, and speaking of White, the uh, the projections are high on White. And, as and they should be. Also, too, the New Orleans offense. So you didn't think that was super fluky that they gave up that many uh, points to Alex Smith in the game? No, I legitimately – I'm scared when we're talking about the Patriots defense. And, again, yeah. you I don't think you would ever know this because you aren't a Patriots fan, but every single year our offenses are 
fantastic, and the defense is, will always be the death of me. And yeah. this year is, especially if Donta Hightower, who looks like he'll be okay, but if he's out for any extended period of time, yeah, this defense does not look good. And, and like, even having to release Coney Ealy, like, it's, this def- this Pats defense does not look good. I'm expecting this game to be a shootout, like a, you know, 45 to 36 type game. Right on, yeah. Um, are you scared at all? Traveling to the dome, possibly going zero and two. Um, well, when you put it like that, um, no, no, I'm I'm not scared. You're um, you're in a pretty weak, uh, pretty weak division. I mean, you guys but can afford again, it. You... But again, it's all about the rest of the AFC, right? Like Oakland. Well, all you got to do is decent. really win the division, and then you're guaranteed the four seed. Well, sure, but again, I. I, this we is, shouldn't this even be sounds... talking about this. This is the fucking Patriots. Uh, <laughs> this team's going twelve and four, or three and or thirteen and three. So, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> All right, uh, Browns and Ravens. Uh, Ravens. We already talked about their defense a little bit. Uh, are you going to start Isaiah Crowell this week? Yes, I. I don't think you can ever bench him, just based on how good the offensive line is, and right. until we really see like. Uh, Holy crap, Crowell will never, you know, will never ever be productive because his team will always be playing from behind. I still, until that point happens, and it may be in this week and the next couple weeks where we start to feel that way. But until that Mm -hmm. point, I don't think you're, I I just think you have to start Crowell, especially just based off of where you drafted him as your number three. Crowell can even catch passes out of the backfield. I mean, we saw it last year. Yeah. So uh, the Ravens side of the ball, um, Jeremy Macklin, uh, he had a pretty decent week last week, I believe. Yeah. And I, you know, Macklin was productive, and I'm expecting another productive game from him. Um, I also really like. Terrence I also, West. I yeah, I love Terrence West this week, especially. Yeah. And again, I hate to see it happen to Woodhead again, but without Woodhead in the picture. He's an automatic bell cow. Um, yeah. Javor, uh, Buck Allen is definitely a good handcuff, but he's not going to be challenging West for any sort of carries. And then – Oh, why do you feel that way? I mean um, it was 21 to 18 carries last week was the workload split. Between Woodhead and West? Between West and uh, Buck Allen. Buck Allen – Carried the ball 18 times for 74 74 yards, I think. So you think so that how do you so with Woodhead out as a passing downs back, who's going to be the passing downs back then? That's a good question. I don't think you are filling it. See the thing about Woodhead in the first drive, he was lining up as he was lining up in the slot actually. So it ended up being that Terrence West was still on the field. Uh, a lot when uh, Woodhead was on the field and they're finding really creative ways to get him the ball. So it is a little, it's a little worrisome for the Ravens offense all around, but I think that you in deeper leagues, especially Buck Allen is a flex option, but uh, I think I'm going to echo your sentiment here that I, I think that Terrence West is pretty much the, pretty much the go-to back. If you're going to start one of the two. Yeah, I, I I I agree with that. And then I had him no, way too uh, high. Buck Allen did get some work last week. Okay, yeah, no, I I hear that. 
I have him way too high, but I do like Flacco this week. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's playing the Browns. Yeah, I'll, I, I think I have him in the top ten, which is probably not a smart idea. I'll have to bump him down a little bit, but I, I do like him as a streaming option. Okay. Um, Eagles, Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs obviously have um, the Cinderella, uh, <laughs> Kareem Hunt, um, who had – one of the top six ever uh fantasy football uh rookie running back performances of all time yeah he Um, was a machine Tyreek Hill was also a machine um what do you think of Alex Smith this week especially with uh Ronald Darby possibly being out yeah no I I was just gonna talk about Darby I think he is a definite a definite a definite out um maybe even for a majority of the season if not the season oh okay I hadn't really looked into it um, yeah, no, I love Tyreek Hill this week, and again, it's – I want to believe in Alex Smith, but I don't know if just that one week against the Patriots means that we're not going to see sort of the game manager, you know, I'm just going to let Hunt do the work type of quarterback. Mm-hmm. Do you think Smith is going to be as productive against the Eagles no, as he no, was? No, I think uh... – when you're playing the Patriots, it's a different kind of adrenaline, and I think we can pretty much chalk it up to that. I mean, Alex Smith has a total of seven 300-yard passing games in his career, and I don't see him all of a sudden becoming a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback at 30, 34, 35 years of age. You know what I'm saying? Unless they really lit a fire underneath him when they drafted Mahomes, I agree with you. I, that's a theory, I guess, but no, I, I, I'm not buying into it. But, I mean, if he is going to have another 300-yard week, it's going to be against this piss-poor Eagles secondary. So on the Eagles side of the ball, uh, LeGarrette Blount somehow found the end zone last week. But Don't uh, you say somehow. Don't you disrespect that man. I know. I love, he, yeah, he was a Buccaneer. I love him. Um, <laughs> he was a Buccaneer for – how long? He had a thousand yard season. I think it was two or three years. Yeah, because I I remember that famous run against Green Bay, right? Right, right. Um, yeah, we almost won that game. Um, yeah. So the important thing about this is, I think Legarrette Blunt got like seventy percent of the carries. Yeah. No. Everyone kept asking me leading up to this game if I liked Wendell Smallwood or not. I actually did. I thought and, he was going to take the job from him. And I, 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 I didn't understand why everyone was so in love with Smallwood. I, I think this is Legarrette Blunt's backfield, and their offensive line is so fantastic. Where I think he'll be very productive this season. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, it took it took uh, seeing the Eagles defense in front of my or Eagles offense in front of my face to actually buy into it, but I, I do buy into it. I need to quit listening to beat reporters, man. I mean, <laughs> this is the second straight year that LeGarrette Blunt's had a terrible um, a terrible camp, but uh, came out of it as, as a starter, and uh, shit, he might score 11, 12 touchdowns again this year. So I do like LeGarrette Blunt going forward. Um, are you buying into Nelson Aguilar? No. No? Okay. Um. And you said your boy this earlier, and the only reason – I think I just texted you about that because I just vividly remember um, you and Justin Mason and um, Mike Marr um, – or Mayer. I, I never get it right. It's Mayer. Um, Mayer. Um, John Mayer. Yeah. Duh. Um, no, I just vividly remember you guys giving me a 
boatload of crap for Nelson Aguilar in that 14-team, the Industry Duds League. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I that touchdown, if you just watch it, is very fluky. Um, I don't expect for him it to be a, very Yeah, it was a blown coverage, I believe. Yeah, I don't expect. I think that was just like a random touchdown. I, I don't expect Aguilar to be productive. So uh, uh, Carson Wentz had, a, has a, had an awesome game. Um, awesome game. But Alshon Jeffrey was kind of quiet, so are you expecting a bounce back this week for him? Yes, but again, I really like Wentz just season long. Just yeah, rest I of season. Um, I can absolutely uh, agree with that 100%. I said that in my uh, Monday article as well that I – All right, you win. No, no. <laughs> absolutely. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, saying, I'm just saying I agree with you. No, I'm Titans Jaguars, uh, trash ass Leonard Fournette up against this uh, Titans defense. Oh, come on now! I thought <laughs> I thought after that performance, I was like, man, under, Matt's got a four, under four yards of carry. Twenty six, yeah. No, but I was just like, I, I saw the performance. I was like, man, Matt's got to so, uh, soften up now. Nope, nope. Under nope. four yards of carry, but yeah, he's God, he was offense, he was just so. god awful against Houston, huh? I mean, he got 100 yards, but it took him 26 carries to get there. Yeah. You you could do it in how much? What? 15, maybe? Ooh. Mm. I'll give credit where credit's due. It might take me 29 rushes. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I mean, it took him fucking three times to punch it in from the one yard line. Yeah, I mean, this but guy's, at a, the this end guy's of, a joker. No, at the, come on, Matt. You're just, you're such a hater. I know. No, but I, I like Fournette this week. Um, especially, no, I, I mean, if we're being real, I'm going to have him ranked in the top 15 of backs every week. Oh, you've got to. Yeah, I mean, he's he's their offense. So, uh, hey, yeah, I, now that I, I don't Robinson know him as a person, is out for the year. so I, I wish the best for him. I hope he has a has a solid season and uh, proves me wrong. And the Jaguars have something to live for. So, all right, go on. No, I was just going to say that. Um, I like Fournette this week. Are you at all nervous about Mariota going against this defense? Or do yeah. You, yeah, you know who else is really, <laughs> like, surprised? Like, the projections, again, just it all it all comes back to Rudy. But, um, yeah, projections are really low on Mariota this week. They should be. Uh, Bouye and Ramsey. Uh, <sighs> Nuke had his way with uh, – Bouye in the second half on one drive, um, his touchdown drive. Um, he had two pass interference calls against Bouye too. Uh, Bouye had them against him. Like uh, he was getting burned a little bit, so Bouye got a little bit, a little bit grabby. But Ramsey, wow, he played awesome. Um, yeah, Ramsey is far and away. I hope this doesn't sound hot takey, but I think he's far and away the best corner in the league. Really? Um, yeah, I do. Um, the Jaguars' defense is is something to deal with, and um, shit, if they can win this game at home, I think they're legitimate playoff contenders because they beat the top two teams in their division uh, in the first two weeks, and I think that's a pretty good start. Yeah, no, I yeah, and it's at Jacksonville, so that's Bortles doesn't have to do anything, man. You don't think so? All he, all they have to do is put up twenty points. Well, he's got to throw when you have the worst running back in the league in the backfield. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I know. I'm just giving you crap. 
No, but um, yeah, if the Jags win this game, um, they're in a in a weak a weak division. I mean, they could easily squeak out a nine and seven and maybe be right be right there at the end of the season. You know? Yeah, two no, not two and is not a bad start. Yeah, no, at the oh, that, oh of course not. God, that sounded fucking stupid. <laughs> that was like as stupid as a kicker thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. You just brought that up. I completely forgot about that. Um, uh, I should just stop talking. Sometimes. Oh yeah, uh, no, but um, ah oh, shoot, what, what was I gonna say? Um, no, yeah, like I said originally, this is this is the new and improved. Well, not improved, but this is the new Kansas City offense. Yeah, it's strength on defense and running back, and it, it, again, it won't take. Yeah, all Bortles has to do is just not f it up, and this yeah. team, uh, like Jacksonville, will probably win. All right. Um, so we've been on for about 45 minutes, so we still got a lot of games to go through. So let's kind of rapid fire through the rest of the games. Let's do it. Um, Jets, uh, do you like Powell this week against the Raiders? Yes. Yes, I, yes. I agree. I think it will create yeah. some separation between him and Matt Forte when it comes to carries this week. I'm not uh, confident in that, though, because I expected okay. Powell to just come out firing on all cylinders against Buffalo last week. And for some unknown reason – Forte led the team in snaps and carries. It'll it'll work itself out. Uh, fingers crossed. Or it won't because they're the Jets, you know. Yeah. Um, Amari Cooper had a touchdown last week, but he yep. um, had a drop, I believe, in the red zone also. Which Cooper do you believe in? Do you believe in the new and improved red zone Cooper, or do you think it's um, between the 20s Cooper? Um, new and improved red zone Cooper. Okay. Um, Marshawn Lynch, are you buying into him after last week? You have to. I know you do. Which I think, I think, yeah, I'll I'll fully admit that I'm wrong. However, Uh, I will too. I don't know if it's a smart idea for this organization to be giving that many carries to Lynch every single week. So something's got to give eventually. And that, and that might mean that he disappears in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's a 30, he's a thirty two year old back. So um, who's? It, it's not like he's a normal thirty two year old. This dude has been, he, yeah, ground and pound. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Michael Crabtree is obviously a starter this week going against going against the Jets as well. So uh, moving on to Dolphins Chargers. Um, do you think Devontae Parker has a big game coming out? I think. I think uh, Verrett's probably going to be on Landry. Yeah. It's tough. I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, Jay Cutler's first game. How do you see it going? Eh. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I'll say like. You don't want to start with the Chargers. That's Melvin Ingram, Joey Bosa, Jatavis Brown. No. I I I don't know how much I like Jay Ajay this week. Yeah. Man, I I don't know how much I like Ajay this week either. I mean, they gave up 24 points to Simeon, but I mean, still, they're a fucking battering ram of a defense. Yeah, um, no, they're yeah, definitely talented. Philip Rivers, uh, three touchdowns, had under 200 yards, but um, I mean, he's still a bottom tier uh, QB one option. I mean, someone I'm I'm happy to have every week. Um, Melvin Gordon looked good as one, usual. The number one running back uh, for Rasball Productions this week. He should be, man. He looked good last week. Yeah, and he'll – yeah, this Miami defense is surprisingly not the same defense as the Denver Broncos, which, believe it or not. Um, but, no, Melvin Gordon should play very well this week. 
All right, Cowboys Broncos. What do you think about Zeke Elliott against the Broncos defense? You have to start him. Just uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But I mean, um, but you're not. I should. Are we talking I don't, between I don't think five and ten or one and five? I'm five running ten. backs. Five and ten. I, I think I'm. I'm the same way. Uh, I think I'm either have him at five or four. Um, I, I would probably move him outside of the top five going into the weekend. Um, CJ Anderson looked really good. Um, he had, I believe like 17 or 18 carries for 81 yards. Um, and I mean, he's just got to stay healthy, but he, when he's, I always, uh, give you shit for loving CJ Anderson, but he really is a good back. He just can never stay healthy. He's like Carlos Hyde. Um, so I, I'm buying into him this week. Um, are there any receivers in this game that you like? Um, Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Des Bryant. Yeah. The usual suspects. Um, yeah, I don't think you should be confident in Des, but yeah. Are, Are we ever going to admit that Cole Beasley should be a every week starter in PPR? I, yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, he's kind of been proven. Or at least maybe uh, like a, 2016. Or maybe I at mean, least like for, at least like a borderline flex option every week in PPR. Are, are we talking 14 team leagues? Just any format. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying any. I'd say 14 or 16. Yeah, I'd have not no in 12. I, I like guys with more upside. Fair enough. And I'm a I'm a running back in my flex guy. Really? Yeah. Even in PPR. Um question uh, sometimes i play in a different format too where it's half point per carry gotcha it's kind of yeah so that's kind of what i'm used to it's all my iowa leagues we do that it's kind of weird but it's you fun people are weird in iowa i know but you can run up the score that way and then you're you're uh spending your early draft picks on workout workhorse backs and it, it's a fun way to play you should try it sometime i should uh but yeah i guess full point ppr i i would um go with uh, wide receiver in my flex it makes more sense unless i have three badass running backs you know um 49er seahawks we should see a bounce back from russell wilson this week shouldn't we yes um what do you think of doug baldwin and paul richardson love both of them I hate carlos hyde mm, yes and you're probably benching pierre garcon Okay. Mo- yeah, yeah, Sherman's going to be on him. Yeah, uh, Mo- if he can't produce against Carolina. Yeah, he did, though. Well, no, it, I'm not. I'm saying, like, he, he probably should have done better. I'm saying the, the offense in general. can't move the ball. I mean, he's, I'm just saying the offense get, in general. I expected more things out of Shanahan in week one than three points. Right. He didn't get any red zone opportunities. Otherwise, I, I love Pierre Garçon going forward. I do, too, uh, he, but you're probably not starting him this week. No, not this week, but he did have 11 targets last week, and I believe he hauled in seven balls for 70, 80 yards, something like that. Um, Rounding out the late afternoon games, uh, Kirk Cousins against uh, the Los Angeles Rams. I almost said St. Louis. Um, Jared Goff against the Redskins defense. What do you think? Yeah, if you have to. Yeah, if you have to, I guess. Uh, Sammy Watkins, more interestingly. What do you think of him? Yeah, if you have to. Really? Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too confident in the him. The Eagles put up like 30-some points against the Redskins yeah, last so, week. Yeah, so, yeah, I think you, if, yeah. 
I don't mind I'm, com- I'm comfortable starting Sammy Watkins. Oh, a- as am I. And I just think this offense in general is head and like shoulders above. Really? How come? This 19... week or? Last season, he was under three yards a carry, I believe. That was – but you have to – yeah, but that that was fishy. He went, is... up, he went up against the Indianapolis Colts, 19 carries for 40 yards, and he fell into the end zone. Yeah, I, I understand that, but it's still it's still Todd Gurley. I'm just glad I don't have any shares of him. I have a share of him in one of my big money leagues. Best of luck to you, man. Appreciate uh, it. Packers, Falcons. Um, so I don't think that Ty Montgomery is a legitimate <laughs> running back, I really. I okay, so why don't you tell me why? 19 carries, and he played 90% of snaps last week against Seattle. They kept on feeding him the ball. It doesn't matter. It was against Seattle. Yes, it Matt. does matter. It was, it was against – No. <laughs> Shut up. No, I'm <laughs> just saying they continued to feed him the ball against Seattle, and now it's against Atlanta. That it could be I, a totally different game plan this week. It could be. However – because when could. you think about it, you're throwing against Earl Thomas and Richard Sherman. Like logic That's tells you that you're That's fair. Running. But yeah. But Green Bay should be in the lead this game. I just I, I really, really liked No, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, they're gonna blow out the team that was in the Super Bowl last year. I didn't say blow out, I just said in the lead. Okay. I just wait, how can you not they're look the, at they're in the Mercedes Benz Dome first game? Falcons beat him in the playoffs last year. I still, I still, dude. It's hard to bet against Aaron Rodgers. All I'm saying, oh. all I'm saying is that Montgomery last week, 19 carries and 90 percent of the snaps. He is a bell cow runner, and I'm not convinced that Williams in the backfield is going to push him for any sort of workload. And we're talking about a defense that gave up a lot of production, both on the ground and through the air to Tariq Cohen and Jordan Howard. All right. Next time you're uh, you're in the Midwest or I'm Southeast, I'll bet you a steak dinner that he finishes outside of the top ten of running backs this week. How about just, just basic bragging rights? Let's just talk on the next podcast next week, and uh, we'll see uh, we'll see who wins. Fair enough. I was just, I was just trying to hang out, man. No, I, I appreciate this, that. This one, no, I, no I appreciate that. No, I appreciate no, no, that. no, 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 screw <laughs> you. All right, uh, Monday night we have uh, the Lions. Oh, I guess we should – nah, I mean, it's usual suspects for – you're going to start Julio Jones, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Randall Cobb, are you starting him? No. No? Okay. Uh, Devontae. But Adams. I am, but I am Devontae, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm I'm in the same boat. Um the Kenny Galladay's versus the New York Giants. Uh, who do you like in this game? <laughs> um, His nickname is gonna Babytron. Win? His nickname is Babytron. Is that something you came up with? You have to. You have no. to take credit for that. Take it was uh, JJ Zacharyson. Oh, that dude? What was yeah. his, what's his Twitter handle? Some Oh, late round QB? Yeah. Yeah. No, he came no. up with that. No, I don't buy that. Um, he did. It, it was all over Twitter today. Oh, okay. Then good on him. Yeah. Um, no, in terms of this game, I think, man, I don't know who's going to win this game. I would have to say New York. I like the Lions this year. I like them a lot. I think um, New York's defense is just too tough. That's what we thought about Arizona, and um, Matthew Stafford lit them up. 
That's true. That is. Very but he true. was at home. He was at home. Mm. Um, people forget. Yeah, people forget that he's playing on grass at at night this time. Um, so Golden Tate, obviously, uh, he's a target monster. Um, I'm sticking to my guns. I don't like Marvin Jones. Um, he didn't do anything for me last week. Um, as opposed as into like him. So I was watching Amir Abdullah a little bit, um, uh, just on the red zone. So whenever he carried the ball, he was getting like five or six yard carries. No, he, he looked his, very, no, he looked good. But his ending stat line is five carries for 30 yards. Yeah. Again, I think that can easily, or, I'm be, sorry, 15 carries for 30 yards. No, I think that can easily be, again, boiled down to the fact that it was a shootout game and Riddick yeah. was just really involved on passing downs. But I, I do like him going forward just from the eye test. Maybe not this week, but definitely. No, maybe forward. not this week, no. Um, Odell Beckham Jr., if he plays this week, which he I think he's to. going to. There's no um, way he's going to sit out the first two primetime games. Yeah. Are you comfortable starting him? Yes. Oh, my God, yeah. I'm not Gosh, comfortable ankle, about ankle, ankle injuries scare me, but like, yeah, yeah but he's had, he's had a lot of time to recover from that. But on the flip side of this matchup, I am not comfortable starting Tate or Galladay. Mm, I'm going to start Galladay. So w- w- who's going to in a 16 team league? I'm no, who's going to, who's going to be covered by Janoris Jenkins? Um, it's going to be golden Tate. So are you confident benching Tate? No. So you're starting him even with a tough matchup? Yeah. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's Packers 2.0 is what the Lions offense is. That is that, bold. They're, they ranked second and third last year in percentage of passing plays. I mean, um, I'm not saying that Matthew Stafford is Aaron Rodgers, but it's it's close to the same playbook, you know? <laughs> that is bold. I'm not saying that they're the same offense. I'm just saying that they that they're the same caliber of offense. I'm just saying that they run kind of the same playbook with throwing a lot, you know. No, I, I heard you loud and clear. You said Matthew Stafford is better than Aaron Rodgers. All right, I think we should wrap <laughs> it up there. Um, why don't you give us your Twitter handle? Um, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Rasball underscore Zach. And you can follow me on Twitter at Razball underscore MB. We will be rolling out our consensus rankings this week. And then, uh, Zach, you have your uh, tools uh, post coming up later this week, tomorrow? Um, No, probably Friday or Saturday. Friday? Okay. And then we will have 16 games to talk about next week. Uh, I think we're going to record on Wednesdays as, as a general rule. Uh, so get it out to you uh, before the Thursday night game. So you guys have all our thoughts on that. Um, don't forget to check out our sponsors, Fantasy Draft, and uh, check out our other sponsor, League Safe. And we will talk to you next time.